You know, I got memories of being in San Francisco when True K was posted at the Presidio in the fall of 1902. And I remember thinking when I was on leave in San Francisco, I remember thinking, boy, this is this place never quiets down. There's always something happened in San Francisco. And I remember longing for the kind of quiet that I remember growing up in Spartanburg, South Carolina. The quiet of the forest, the quiet of the sky. There's so much quiet when you're not in a city, when you're not in a town. And I was partial to quiet. I was partial to that silence that makes you think about who you are and where you come from and where you might end up. Those are the sort of thoughts you have when you're a little boy. And all you got is tomorrow and all the tomorrows after that. But when I was a soldier in San Francisco, it was hard to get to that place because there was so much to hear, so many sounds. It was disturbing to me. It bothered me. But you know what? If I had found that quiet in San Francisco, that would have been something good. Because it wouldn't have been expected. It's like finding a flower blooming in a place that's been plowed over and built up and torn apart. And yet there's a little bit of color crawling its way up to the sky, trying to peek through and showing you how beautiful it is. Well, that's like finding quiet in San Francisco. When you can find it, it's a good thing. But out here in Yosemite, out here and up here in these mountains, quiet is a different sort of animal. Out here, it, it's a strange thing to feel all that silence around you and that stillness around you. But up here, out here, silence doesn't just stay around you. Silence is like a cold wind that starts blowing through your skin. Your pores open up and it just kind of eases on inside. And you can feel that silence, not just on the outside of you, but on the inside of you. And it finds some place deep inside your bones. And that silence just sits there like it sits in the shadows of mountains and the shadows of those red fur and the shadows of some big old rock that paused to rest on its way down the side of a mountain. And it may have been there for a long time. It may have been there only for a second before it continues into thunder. Here in these mountains, that quiet is disturbing. It's troublesome because you know it's a lie. And you know that when lies turn to truth, it's time to start running. So whenever it's quiet in Yosemite, I'm uneasy. When it's quiet in Yosemite, I'm looking over my shoulder. When it's quiet in Yosemite, I'm checking my horse who's checking me to make certain we both aren't going to be caught by something that comes at us out of that silence, out of that stillness. You can appreciate quiet in a city, but here in the mountains, in the Sierra Nevada, that's got an edge to it. It's stillness got an edge to it, and that edge 
can cut you. That's what it feels like when you're up here. It don't feel natural to have so little sound around you, within you. Pretty soon, the heartbeat that you hear that's outside you, you realize is coming from you. And the sound of the wind that you hear outside you is coming from your own breathing. And everything that is making noise in the world, it's all coming from you. Because everything else around you is so still, you'd think that nothing in it was alive. That's the kind of stillness, the kind of quiet you can find in Yosemite on a day where there's no wind, no sound, no thing, nothing. You can have too much of nothing. Even the sun moving over, no sound, nothing. How can so much be here? So much can fill the eyes, but the effect of it is nothing, no sound quiet.